0: the unbounding period could be slashed from 21 days to just a few hours.
1: To just a few hours?
0: Yeah, just a few hours. All right. Yeah.
1: I'm here at Cosmoverse and this is the last day and I met up with Fisher from Babylon Hi. and I wanted to talk to you because I think what you're building is really cool it really as you describe it kind of makes the best of both worlds between uh, Bitcoin consensus and proof of stake if you like these videos please make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when we put out new interviews um, yeah, thanks for doing this. So, what's Babylon and why did you choose to effectively notarize proof-of-stake consensus in Bitcoin?
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, arguably, Bitcoin is the most secure blockchain in the world, no matter by considering no matter the proof-of-work uh, world or the proof-of-stake world. And on the other hand, uh, POS chains such as Cosmos, Zooms uh, have fast finality, uh, very good uh, energy efficiency, but the security level, it's not as good as uh, Bitcoin. So that's why we want to bring the best of two worlds, by bringing, the, uh, extract the Bitcoin security to the cost of zones.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's really cool because I think like, as you were explaining to me earlier, it unlocks so much yeah. practical applications for proof of stake chains. It's not just like a gimmick of, hey, we're going to timestamp uh, proof-of-stake blocks and a proof-of-work um, yeah. blockchain. Yeah, can you talk about like why would one want to do this? Why would we want to you know, put the, put, put the proof-of-stake yeah, sure. blocks and proof-of-work? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: sure, of course. So, I mean, like, bringing big secu- Bitcoin security to a Cosmos Zone is, like, very abstract. So, yeah, once you have Bitcoin security, so what, right? So I would like to de- uh, describe to you a very concrete use case once you get Bitcoin security, so I would like to start by asking you a question. Indeed, yeah, if you imagine you are a Cosmos uh, staker or yeah. validator, yeah, and you want to get your token back for some reason or part of it, how long does it usually take?
1: Well, it usually takes between like fourteen and twenty-one days, depending 14, on Fourteen,
0: twenty-one. Yeah. I, I even heard there are projects with
1: twenty-eight days. Yeah, there are twenty-eight days yeah. also. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Why so long? Right.
1: I mean, I, yeah, I think it has to do with um, you know potential reorgs, but yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So tendermint provide fast finality, but that finality is only in the short term. If we look at a longer time scale, a PoS or tendermint is not less secure because once you unbond, like take your money back, you then you attack the system by reorgate or create a fork. The system is not able to slash you because you already catch up. Yeah. Right, so in order to prevent you from doing such attacks after you unbound, they set a very long unbounding period. And during this period, they will check whether you have done anything wrong
1: yeah. to the system or not. So this is the nothing at stake problem, or is that a different problem?
0: Uh, someone called it long range attacks, long range and attacks and lo- or yeah. restake or st- like stake reuse, yeah
1: okay, yeah. and so yeah, so by by having Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin transactions secure a proof of stake chain, you were able to then get security guarantees that the stake uh, stake that's been unbonded hasn't been u- like won't be used for a sort of long range attack
0: yeah, yeah so so uh, to expand this. I would like to first describe what happens within these 21 days yeah. currently. Okay, so currently, uh, they, during these 21 days, the stakeholders of the, uh, the POS chain or Tendermint or, or Cosmo Zoom, they do something called social consensus. It's like they, they get together through like WhatsApp or WhatsApp, or Twitter or Telegram They say, okay, this week, the chain has grown to height 100, and the corresponding block header hash is xyz this is
1: finalized we agreed on this checkpoint wait what yeah. validators get together in whatsapp groups to agree on what's finalized
0: yeah so if you go to the Tendermint uh, client if you uh, the software if yeah. you want to launch a new node you find that in the configuration there's a line asking you what's the trusted height and the trusted hash that's anything before that, you believe it is the ground truth. Okay. Then how do you get this trusted height? Okay, trusted up edge? to a certain height. Up okay. to a certain, tr- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, yeah,
1: yeah. At, at, which, at which height in like the entire history of the cosmos chain, for instance, mm-hmm. do we think like this is the trusted, we all agree that this is like the trusted height. And yeah. So what you're saying is that there's a kind of rough consensus that happens off-chain off chain, yeah. where people get together in Telegram groups or Discords or whatever to yeah. decide that like this is the trusted height and that um, is constantly sort of moving forward yeah. as the chain grows. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know this.
0: Yeah, so if you, if you yeah, read the Tendermint document, it actually says you should grab this height and hash either through a trusted node or through your friends or through a social media. Where okay. people now all say or follow the the Twitter of the founder, yeah, yeah, so that you can get a trusted height and hash.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, like this, this trusted height, how how often does this happen?
0: Oh, it's actually up to, up to the the chain itself.
1: Yeah, but on, on it's like uh, over a I would week say, or two yeah. weeks, or yeah.
0: yeah. So roughly, I would say every week. Okay. So they, every week they decide. Um. Okay. This is the the latest trust height and hash this is the latest trust uh height uh, and hash okay so like human so this is like a human checkpointing okay right? it takes time so that's why it has 14 days 21 days 28 days okay yeah.
1: and so by yeah all right so I, i'm getting it understand here so basically by having a checkpoint in bitcoin you you're able to eliminate that human checkpointing because yeah. bitcoin is essentially um well, after a certain amount of blocks passed, we have you know, high probabilistic guarantees that that is the longest chain yeah. and that these transactions have been uh, notarized. Yeah. yeah, notarized, exactly. So Sorry, I use the term notarized, but it's like a yeah. professional deformation from having done like notariz- uh, a previous startup and like notarizing things in Bitcoin, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, checkpointing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you get it. So the human version of the checkpointing I described is called social consensus. And it also has another more academic name, called weak subjectivity. Okay, it's, yeah. subject, it's subjective because it's human making a decision offline, off the chain. So it's subjective. So from this perspective, basically what Bobulin does for the Zooms is to replace this human checkpointing with automatic and 100% objective checkpointing uh, check to Bitcoin okay which only as you said only take a few hours to okay. not write, to so, finalize
1: so can you, let's let's dive into how how this is architecture and like what what babylon is as a chain and how it actually like checkpoints the bitcoin yeah
0: so ask uh, talking asking about from Babylon to bitcoin yeah like
1: let's let's describe the architecture and you know how it actually how the babylon chain like issues that transactions to, to bitcoin and how is it able to Understand also and like parse Bitcoin to know that something's been there in order to you know have these shorter checkpoint times. Okay, so
0: indeed our architecture had three layers. Uh, the trust anchor
1: is Bitcoin. Yeah.
0: And then Babylon in the mid- Babylon chain in the middle as an aggregator of the checkpoints, and then in the third layer is the Cosmos zooms. Okay. They send their block headers, signed block headers, to Babylon as checkpoint. Babylon aggregates all of them mm. and generate a succinct checkpoints. To Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah.
1: So all of the Cosmos zones, I guess, connect to Babylon via IBC. We IBC. Okay. Exactly. And so they're sending an IBC message uh, to Babylon. Babylon aggregates those, like on an e- epoch scale. Or uh, it, it's
0: it's actually simpler than that. Okay. IBC already, so with IBC. So what does IBC do? It's actually maintaining at uh, the transport layer of IBC. It maintains the header chain of both the sender chain and the receiver chain so by opening an IBC connection between a cosmos zone and babylon IBC already upload all the headers of the cosmos zones
1: this is automatic you don't so no one has to issue a transaction to babylon it's just by having a connection an IBC relay babylon already has the information yeah, you only
0: needs. need occasionally send a dummy message IBC yeah. packet to babylon to trigger the synchronization of the header got chain. it okay Yeah, the message itself can just be Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to mean, to, to mean anything. Okay. So all the headers of the Zoom will be inside Babylon ledger. Then Babylon checkpoints itself to Bitcoin, which will ultimately allow the entire header, header chain of the Cosmos Zoom to have Bitcoin timestamp.
1: Okay. Yeah. So how does Babylon uh, submit transactions to the Bitcoin network? Okay, great question.
0: So as we all know... So Bit- just
1: one second. So Babylon is a chain. It has validators. Yeah, it has validators. Validator. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. It's a decentralized chain with its okay. validators. Yes. So as we all know, uh, Bitcoin has a very, very tight space, and it's also very slow. Mm. Right. So in order for Babylon to send checkpoints to Bitcoin, we want to make sure our checkpoint data, it succinct very small, and it, it, also it should be infrequent, we can't just send Checkpoints to, to Bitcoin like every ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So Bobulin has in, invented quite a few uh, innovations and techniques to make sure our checkpoint to Bitcoin is secure, succinct, and infrequent. Okay. So we, one of the measures we take is we introduce the concept of epoch. Say every four hundred. We say every four hundred uh, Bobulin blocks uh, forms an epoch. And within this epoch, we do not allow bordering validators to change. That means whatever staking or unbounding request happening within epoch is delayed to the end of the epoch. So that during the epoch, the validator set does not change. In this way, we only need to checkpoint the last block of an epoch. Because if this block is checkpointed, it implicitly Checkpoints, all the decisions made by the same validator data set. Mm, mm-hmm. So it en- enables uh, slashable security. Okay. So, so this way, uh, roughly, Boblock only needs to send checkpoints to Bitcoin every half an hour.
1: Every half hour? Yeah. So every half hour, Babylon is making... Is, is creating a Bitcoin transaction? Uh, creating a checkpoint, a checkpoint to be submitted. Oh, okay, which to is Bitcoin. like then Merkleized, perhaps like probably Merkleized and then yeah. sent to Bitcoin at the end of the epoch.
0: Yeah, and in order to make the checkpoint uh, verifiable, then the checkpoint needs to be signed by Bobbleum validators. Yeah, but if we use ordinary uh, signature. Algorithms. Then we, like, Bobi, has one hundred validators. Then the, the signatures list will be super long, yeah. right? Then we uh, adopt the, the most advanced uh, cryptographic signature algorithm called BLS signature multi yeah. which allows anyone to sign a sign a message, and and the signature can, can be aggregated into just one signature. Okay. Yeah. So the checkpoint is the BLS Multisig of the last block.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have a question because uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I understand BLS signatures very well. Mm-hmm. I get threshold signatures. Yeah, but yeah, why BLS and not threshold? Because I think like uh, Axelar uses threshold signatures. Yeah, like and mostly... NOMIC also use use it. Right. So yeah. why why BLS and not like threshold?
0: Okay. Great question. So if we want to use BLS, uh, use threshold signature, then there needs a ceremony. It's needed before anything can happen. So, wh- what's a threshold uh, sig- signature? It means a set of stakeholders, they uh, run a program or ceremony together, and everyone gets uh, their own private key such that if more than a certain percent of the uh, validators in this group sign it, then this uh, signature becomes. Uh, valid. Okay. Yeah. So in in order to have this threshold, say two-thirds, 20 or 51 percent or w- whatever, there needs to be a ceremony mm. um, among all the validators. Okay. Yeah. So we don't want to this to happen because otherwise, whenever there's a validator set change in Babylon, we need to run a ceremony.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I
0: see. And also, this, uh, in order to use this, the checkpointing has to use BTC's taproot transaction. Okay. Uh, the Snore Multisig taproot transaction. So, this makes the track pointing deeply coupled with Bitcoin. Got it. If, if the Bitcoin community changes minds, say, oh no, I'm not going to support Multisig someday, then the system will just break down. Okay. So, we want to use Bitcoin in the most respectful and e- efficient e- Bitcoin way. Bitcoin native way. Native yeah. way, yeah. Okay. So, we create our signatures using BRS Multisig, which is not dependent. On Bitcoin okay, so then anyone who sees this checkpoint data can submit it to Bitcoin use the most simple Bitcoin transaction called Op return transaction yeah. which allows carrying yeah. arbitrary data
1: so for for our listeners who maybe are not familiar with with this because I realize like a lot of a lot of people listening are probably or watching are, are probably more like cosmos proof of stake and Mm-hmm. So, so in Bitcoin, in a Bitcoin transaction, we have this field called Operaturn, and it is essentially a field that allows us to put, like, I think 80 bytes of data. Exactly, 80 bytes. And you, you can put any data in here. And, yep. like, lots of, there's been lots of companies and projects over the years that have, like, leveraged uh, this OP_RETURN field to, say, notarize, like, a document. So you've got, like, a hash of a document, yep. and you put it there, and you can prove that it exists at one point in time. Yep. Um, there were also projects like Colored Coin back in the day, which, like, pre-Ethereum, that were trying to do like tokens essentially on Bitcoin oh, and they were okay. using, uh, you're not familiar with colored coin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's like OG Bitcoin stuff, right? And like <laughs> before there were ARC20 tokens, there were colored coins and yeah. you could create essentially kind of like these tokens that would be, would exist sort of as a, a secondary layer on top of Bitcoin, but essentially they were leveraging this operaturn field to to parse transaction data. It was a little cumbersome, but it worked. And like, I remember having, you know, you know like counterparty tokens and stuff for, for different projects back in the day. So like. Yeah. So that's the Bitcoin thing. And, and so this has like high, high security guarantees. So whatever you yeah. put in here, it once the Bitcoin chain, uh, once uh, the chain is long enough, like, you know, that that hash is, you know, has been effectively kind of secured there. Um, yeah. So who, 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 yeah, who's issuing that transaction? Because a, a blockchain, a proof of stake Cosmos blockchain, as far as I know, can't make Bitcoin transactions or like they don't have a Bitcoin client.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, this is a great question. I, I think that's the, one of the many elegance of a Bobulin system. Anyone who sees the track point created within Bobulin chain yeah. can use their own Bitcoin wallet to submit the track to yeah. Bitcoin. And yeah. then Bobulin will reward this uh, volunteer by asking them to put, uh, their, put a Bobulin address inside the checkpoint so that when Babylon receives that checkpoint back and verifies it, mm. Babylon can, re- can provide uh, Babylon tokens as a reward to the voluntary submitter.
1: So some random person sees these checkpoints um, are or looking, are looking at the Babylon chain, sees these checkpoints, submits that transaction to Bitcoin using his wallet, yep. maybe there's like some Easier way to do this than like copy pasting into a wallet, but like whatever. Like they're basically making a Bitcoin transaction. In that transaction, they're also including an address, and then the chain is able to parse this and then reward that person in tokens. Why wouldn't it be possible to have like all the validators run a Bitcoin like client and be able to make the transaction? Wouldn't that be possible to do that? Uh, It could be possible.
0: Actually, the validators are motivated to help the system submit checkpoints to Bitcoin because if no one submits, uh, then according to Babylon's unbounding rule, then no one can unbound. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: you'll, at the end of the day, you can, you'll can you submit, or like <laughs> someone from the Babylon team will submit, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, I mean, if, could, if the validator, if the client basically could have, a Bitcoin light client Lincoln, Lincoln. and be able to make that transaction. Yeah. What happens if two people? So what if happens if like you make that transaction and then I also make that transaction?
0: Yeah, we will sp- we will split the reward.
1: Okay, so if like a hundred people are making the transaction, then you will
0: become very thin.
1: Oh, yeah. that's okay. So how do you handle how do you handle the incentives there?
0: Well, so the designing of the, the incentive is like in our next stage. Okay, we, we just proved that we can actually send. Very sixteen checkpoints to Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the beauty of this solution is that you only need one honest submitter. Yeah, in the entire world. Yeah. To make the system work. Yeah, yeah. And also, in order to solve the the, the, the concern you just raised, Babylon also indeed provide APIs for the submitter to check whether this checkpoint has already been submitted or not. Right. If it has already been submitted, don't waste your time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the last piece of the puzzle here is to understand how the chains who, that are submitting block header information to, um, to Babylon, how they get to parse this information, because that's, I mean, that's the whole point, right? The point is for the chains to parse, parse this information so that yep. effectively we can have shorter unbonding periods, unstaking yep. periods, yep. so how does that work? Like how do the chains get to get all this information? Okay, know? so
0: that there are two steps here. So first, okay, I just mentioned that uh, the Bobulin checkpoints will be reported to Bobulin with the inclusion proof towards Bitcoin so that Bobulin will use the IBC connection to report the checkpoints back to the uh, Cosmos zone with the inclusion proof of the checkpoint at the, the Boblum So this is the first step. That means by simply building uh, IBC connection with Bobulin, the the Cosmos zone can already get the BTC timestamps. Yeah. Then comes the next step, how to interpret it, the yeah. timestamp. And Babylon will provide, so if you wish you want to uh, have Bobulon support, yeah, then Bobylone actually provides you a new Cosmos module that processes the checkpoints and compare it with the BTC uh, mainnet and make sure the checkpoints is deep enough. Once it's deep enough, you will send a signal to the um, to the staking module of the Cosmos zone okay. and say hey this, from BTC's perspective this is good to go. So
1: there's a there's a new module a new uh, Cosmos SDK module, module. Yeah. that Babylon will provide. Yes, uh, chains that want to benefit from this get to just implement that module in a yes, chain correctly. upgrade and then that module sends information to the staking module and assuring it th- uh, that um, there has been a Bitcoin checkpoint. And then it's I guess enough, change uh, all they would all like change their unbonding periods to like yeah. three days or something? Or Yeah, uh-huh. yeah
0: so using sudo code, then currently the unbonding rule is if the unbonding request is 21 days old or, or it's like say 10,000 blocks old in terms of the Cosmo, Cosmo zone block, okay, then unbond. Now, now this line, it's changed to if twenty one days or bitcoin it's okay
1: okay yeah okay, so so there need to be an upgrade also to like the the chains like individual chains binaries to yes,
0: okay. so I imagine there will be a governance. Yeah, yeah. To up, update the
1: software. Okay. And do, do chains have to pay anything to Babylon? Like, I mean, does Babylon have a revenue model that chains chains would pay it to yeah. do this? Yeah. So when you sum, when a Zoom
0: submit transactions to Babylon, so there will be a transaction, there will be a transaction fee. Yeah. And this sorry. So when a cosmos Zoom submit checkpoints to to Babylon, yeah. Then there will be a transaction fee paid. Okay. Yeah. So which is ultimately handled by IBC. Okay. Yeah. But for now, we focus on bringing the security. So, how to do the the economic side, we haven't fully figured that out. Okay, yeah.
1: This is super cool. I really, I really, really like this. I yeah, mean, thank you so much. I, I like it because it makes use of Bitcoin, like, and I think. Making use of Bitcoin for things like this mm-hmm. is something that I've been very interested in, you know, for for a long time. Like using Bitcoin to secure information that you know isn't transactional, mm-hmm. but it's also cool because it has like a practical application, which is that yeah. it reduces bonding uh, uh, on staking periods for Cosmos uh, zones. Um, yeah, what's the what's the roadmap? Like, when are you launching, and how can people? start learning more about Babylon. Yeah. So
0: we are currently
1: at our definite stage. I mean, we just built, uh,
0: we have just finished the uh, development of the Bobulin train itself and it's checkpointing mechanism to Bitcoin. Yeah. So our next step is to launch a public testnet with necessary APIs for the Cosmos zones to try out Bobulin. So ideally we will have like a joint testnet, Bobulin testnet and the Cosmos zone uh, testnet uh, connected through IBC then we can see from the uh, Cosmo Zone side the unbounding period could be slashed from 21 days to just a few hours
1: to just a few hours yeah,
0: yeah just a few hours
1: all right yeah well this is cool uh yeah thanks so much i'm looking forward to uh, uh, learning more about this and yeah you know, thank you so
0: much Sebastian for giving me a chance to yeah explain Babylon to the world thank you thank you very much Sebastian.